When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So it's all for play for still? I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Surprise, Aston Villa fans. <laughs> this is a, a preview. Man City, Aston Villa versus Man City, I suppose, since uh, Villa Park. Um, myself and Paddy were sitting down. Well, we weren't sitting down. We were in our respective abodes. And uh, Paddy messaged me and goes, uh, when are we going to do the preview? And I said, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Because I, uh, I was pretty swamped with stuff tonight. And then about quarter past nine, I said, go on, hop up to your computer there. We might as well get it done now at half past nine. So that's why there was no pageantry about this one as to why uh, getting out on, on social media because, um, as I say, we only just decided to do it five minutes ago, but we're absolutely delighted that we've decided to do it. And we are, um, yeah, looking forward to this game, Paddy. We're looking forward to this game during the week. It's real acid test for the team in Man City coming off. I, I presume what they would term a disappointing 3-3 draw with Spurs? You would you would think they would uh, consider it to be disappointing considering, you know, that Spurs were, were down players as we saw. We got a result last week. Um, they're, they're on a disappointing run, I suppose. They drew 4-all with Chelsea. They drew 1-1 one, one with Liverpool. They went 2-0 down to Le- Leipzig before coming back and winning 3-2 and then draw 3-all with Spurs. Now, I know they're decent sides but by the, by, by the measure of the fact that They've run away with the league for the last how many years? They're champions of Europe. So you would expect them, um, you know, year on year, they mix it up a little bit in, in order to go and uh, and uh, give fresh impetus to the team, which doesn't seem to have really happened this year to the extent it has the last few years. As a result, we're left with a really exciting, we'll call it a title race at this stage, but you know what I mean, a very congested top of the table. So it, it does make for... An exciting game for the fans uh, this week. Um, a little bit later than usual, a quarter past eight kickoff, live on Amazon mm-hmm. Prime, I believe. 
So it'll be it, it's gonna be really interesting. I'm really I'm really looking forward to it. Unfortunately, I'm working, so I'll uh, I'll miss some of it. So we'll have to uh, we'll have to wait and see what uh, I'll watch it later on in the evening, I suppose. Yeah, and and I suppose really the big narrative about this game is the amount of players that City are missing. Um, City don't have the biggest squad in the world from the point of view, I suppose, of senior players. Um, they've had a lot of injuries. Obviously, Kevin De Bruyne. Um, they bought Matthias Nunes. Uh, from Wolves, both of those out long term injuries. Uh, they've yeah. had some. Uh, some yellow card challenges and our old mate Jack Grealish and, and Rodri, the the man who just loves to score against Villa. Um, glad he won't be there. And you know their 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 squad is going to be tested. And 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 realistically speaking, I suppose Kovacic just coming back from from injury. He had a late cameo as well at the weekend. I presume they might have to dip into starting him on Wednesday on Wednesday. But he's only working his way back to fitness. Probably John Stones in central midfield uh, for the, for them yeah. too. So there's, you know, there's 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 an aspect of this team that will be slightly treadbare. They're going to have to dig into their into their youth team. They're going to, well into their to their academy graduates, I suppose, uh, as well. The Norwegian guy whose name is really escaping me. I'm trying to I'm trying to uh, stall so that I can remember his name. Oscar Bob, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say Bob. What was going through my mind was former uh, Norwich, or sorry, former Nottingham Forest player Eugene Bop was going through my head, and I just couldn't, I couldn't get that out out, out the other side. So uh, yeah, it looks like he's probably going to come in, come come in in some uh, some way, shape, or form. And um, yeah, they're, they're going to have to use from the Yeah, Bob. <laughs> but they're going, they're going to have to use their. Um, you know, you know, they're they're I know, they're going to on the ground, but the, you know, when when you've got John Stones and, and Calvin Phillips and Nathan Aki and um, what's the young fellow's name, Rico Lewis. Rico Lewis. Lewis. Yeah. There's so much talent. They they may have a depleted bench, but their their team will be good. You can be sure. It's just if they pick up any knocks or yellow cards and need to have to freshen it up, they, then they're in a little bit of bother. Yeah, and and I think look as as I say, like do you really want to go with a mid central midfield partnership of Calvin Phillips and Kovacic when Kovacic is coming back from a long term injury and Calvin Phillips is like his blood type if is is injury you know yeah. at this stage, um but saying that he probably has a worldly against us on Wednesday now after uh, after not playing for so long. Look, it's great. It's great that they they <laughs> for us. It's great. I'm I'm really not too. Uh, worried about what what they have now. Not, now that we know who they're not going to be without, um, it looks like it looks like Haaland is going to escape any punishment for for what he did yesterday, which is bitterly disappointing because they could retrospectively do it, but it won't happen before Wednesday, I'd imagine. But uh, you know, he he lost he lost the plot worse than hmm. most people you can see, and. I thought it was absolutely cowardly, more cowardly than not playing advantage to to not. To not brandish a few yellow cards for the reaction, you know, we're we're told they're cracking down on that. There's nobody cracking down on it, especially mm -hmm. when you're city. They didn't give a shit. And look, huge mistake. I totally agree with the the players for having a having a go. But if they're cra if they're cracking down on it, they're cracking down on it. They're they're not exactly uh, they're not exactly telling us the truth. If that's what they said from 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 day one. Um, they crack down on kicking the ball away and stupid little things, but when it when it becomes in their face and people are criticising them, they're not able to handle it. Yeah, look, I suppose 
the precedent for this is the Virgil van Dijk, albeit he was sent off on the field of play. He gets a retrospective uh, additional ban for how he spoke to 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 the referee in that instance. Yeah. Um, you know, and and the FA even came out and did a big massive press release about it, um, branded on social media and the whole lot. Yeah. Um, made him apologize, made Virgil van Dijk apologize, and and look, I, I, look, we're not calling for it. Jesus. We might, look, if we want to beat City, we might as well. It'd be better, to, sweeter to beat them with Haaland on the, on, on the field. But it's just like you know, <laughs> let's, let's be honest. It's great that they don't have Haaland. It's great they don't have Rodri. It's great they don't have Jack Grealish. I, I don't give a shit who they have on the pitch once we bloody beat mm. them. I, I don't care but, what their excuses are. I, I want us to go. I want us to go and win the game, and and you know after the result we had. Uh, at the weekend, albeit a, 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 you know a great to get a point at the end of it, is we're all we're all a little bit deflated by it. So it would be great to go and play a, def, a, a deflated Manchester City team and, and go and get the three points. I I couldn't care less who they have out if if they want mm, them. Yeah, more that's, true. That, that's not our fault. So hopefully that is the case with Bubakar Kamara back. We've nobody else out suspended. Just the usuals uh, that are out in long-term uh, injury, and apart from that, I think we've a clear bill of health, do we? We do, yeah. Bertrand Troy, long-term. Emmy, Emmy, Bundia, long-term, and Tyrone Mings, long-term. Yeah, it seems so. Apart from that, as you said, clean bill of health, and even down as far as the likes of Young Tim, who was back on the bench again at the week during the weekend. Unlikely to see uh, game time from the start, but it's great to have him in around the squad. He will get game time. Um, as the year goes on, I'm 100% sure of that. And, you know, the longer we can stay fit, especially in the month of December, coming up to January, we've spoken about before, the better uh, we will be and the more cohesive this team will be as well. Now, Paddy, I suppose, like, there's there's a... We could sit here and we could do for do another 20 minutes and a preview here about what we think, how we think Man City are going to set up. But with all the amount of players that are out, it, as you said, like you said, you could name the players that are going to come in. But I think it's going to be difficult to kind of really nail what that back four is going to be like. Do they go with Walker? Do they do they go with um, uh, John Stones in there? Do they maybe play John Stones in midfield? Does Calvin Phillips start from the bench? Uh, do they bring in somebody like Sergio Gomez into the in in, in more attacking uh, left back role? Does Rico Lewis get in there? There's lots and lots to talk about uh, with regards to that, but. Find Man City boring to talk about, Petty. And that's 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 being really honest. I find them boring to talk about because they've been a bo- like people will 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 have different opinions to this, but I've just fatigue of Manchester City over the last couple of years and their dominance. And they just don't they they, they don't get my heart racing. You know, they, they, like, I, I'm not too pushed about watching their games when they're on TV. I don't know what it is. There's just there seems to be no spark or luster. I don't know. I don't know. They're I just think, uh, they're just think, an entity for me. Yeah, I think I think part of it is that we we've, we've been flooded with media coverage for, of them for the last four or four, for the last 10 11 years at this stage since, since 20 2011 when they won the league all, all we get is Man City this Man City that. The same way we used to back in the 90s and the noughties. It was Man U, it was Arsenal, it was Chelsea then then it's Man City's turn. With the, with the odd sprinkling in between of the, of the last twelve years, and I, the, I I've just got com- complete full circle on them from being my second team, growing up with, with my family all being Man City fans, to actually despising them. I hate everything they stand for. There's nothing likable about any of the players. There's nothing likable about their manager. I think he I think he talks out of both sides of his mouth. He just annoys the shit out of me. So 
I've very little to say about them other than I hope we go and do a number on them because it's long overdue. And, you know, I think we're in a good run of form at Villa Park to go and try and inflict our game on them as opposed to them inflicting our ge- their game on us this week, bearing in mind who's missing. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying we're going to go and turn them over. I think anything... Still a good, possibly, sc- good side. Like, we're, we, you, you said that you don't like them. I said yeah. that I don't find them exciting. But, you know, they're still a blood... Yeah. We can still respect them as like like obviously they're a fucking amazing side and it's uh it is look it is sour grapes from my side i think for sure um but uh look, look the sour, the sour grapes come, come from this time last year well a bit earlier when they decided to announce those 115 charges on the week that we played them and i haven't forgiven the premier league for that because it just got their goat up for that weekend and and they went and beat us and it actually drained me when they did it I, I didn't look at any other game other than Aston Villa for weeks afterwards it just left a f- foul wretched taste in my mouth for the way they handled it to, to say they got 115 charges and I was there expecting something to happen the following week and nothing absolutely nothing we're still here 14 months later and the cowardly people that run our game have done nothing but yeah poor old Everton have to suffer a 10 point deduction and they're afraid of their life in Manchester City. They're afraid of the life of their money. They're afraid of all the lawyers they could throw at them with the money they have. And that's why they've done nothing. And that's what really sickens me about them. Um, I need yeah. to get off the fence now, do I? No, Paddy, I, yeah, yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to draw, draw an opinion out of you here. You're being very, very uh, diplomatic <laughs> in what you're saying, Paddy. Um, <laughs> but the um. Oh, what was I going to say there? I had, I actually had a good question there, and I'm after knocking it out of the side of my brain. It's been a really, really long day for me today. Um, this game, Paddy, I suppose, w- one of the things with this game in recent times has been, there's always been something that we've come away from this game going, you know, even from the juggling ball incident with, with Dean Smith, going back to the Rodri goal where they changed the laws of the game afterwards, you know, um, there's always been something... It's been unexpected in this game. And even go back to last year, Ashley Young starts at left back and Ashley Young turns into prime Ashley Cole, uh, you know, <laughs> when, he's play- when he was playing there last year. And he was absolutely brilliant against De Bruyne. And we got a one-all draw uh, that day and should have and could have won it uh, with Coutinho at the end. There's always something that's that's unexpected or that, that happens in this game. And I think it has the propensity for this uh, on, on Wednesday night as well because, like, our, our home form is just like if we won this game, our I, I'll go so far as to say if this was an entertaining draw at the weekend at home, you start to talk about magic in Villa Park at that stage. I think because we're on the thirteen-game winning streak uh, at Villa Park. Certainly, if we win, you know, we break the record of of uh, consecutive wins at, at Villa Park in recent times. I think you know, you do it against Manchester City with Arsenal on the horizon. Your tail is up, but um, I think it'd be huge for Aston Villa. I think it's huge for for Emery's credentials, I suppose, because some fans are very much a case of, oh, we're going under the radar, or oh, we're not getting the respect we deserve, oh, you know, there was nothing said about Villa match of the day. I, I'm, I'm well past that, uh, caring about that anymore. But what I would really care about is how they would handle a Villa win with, you know, three draws in the bounce for Man City at the moment. We're talking about a wide open uh, title race. And let's just say, let's say and think for a minute that Villa were to take three points at Villa Park. 
the talking points around the league will be absolute, absolutely massive coming into a busy, a busy December period. Not just for Villa, but about the actual title race is on. Then I think not, not for us, but for the four or five teams that are chasing, uh, chasing Arsenal at the top. Yeah, and and look, a, a win for us tomorrow really puts the cat amongst the pigeons. Not not so much puts us amongst the pigeons. It just it just puts Man City in a, in a worse position. And that's what's going to be the narrative. It'll be how bad Man City are or, or the period they're going through. There'll be no talk about Aston Villa. And and you're dead right. I, I've gone past that now. And I went past it when they tried to, to get rid of Unai Emery away from us a few weeks ago. And they were touting them at Man United and stuff. And we, we've never really spoken about it. But the, 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 the purchase of uh, the... Union, I think you pronounce it in in Spain. Yes, yeah, yeah. Has really has really shown the commitment that our owners have to Unai Emery and any journalist that's that's now touting him to be the next Man United manager hasn't a bull's notion what they're talking about. So I'm waiting on the next guy to come out with some other shite like that and and, and point out the fact that he's not following he's not following what's really going on in, the, in in our club. And look, if they don't talk about us in a match of the day, that's fine. We gained the point that we probably didn't deserve at the weekend. Um, we'll keep doing that. We've, we, we beat Spurs last week. We didn't deserve to beat them. So I don't care if we go out and the ball hits Ederson's John McGinn's arse. I don't care how it happens. If we can go and beat them on Wednesday night, it's just going to... I, I, I can only imagine what the atmosphere is going to be like in Villa Park if, if we went and beat them. Because... People are a little bit pissed off at the weekend, but still riding the crest of the wave from from the the forty odd thousand that are there week in week out with with season tickets and what have you that can't get to away matches. So the away matches don't mean as much. Not that they don't mean as much, but they don't have the. the I'm lost for a word here now, but Paddy, Paddy, I can I can hear the YouTube comments afterwards for the next three days rolling in under this video. <laughs> quickly clarify what you mean. Quickly, no, well, it's, it's, it's it's everybody. There's there's forty thousand people on the crest of a wave here. That that wave is our home form, and if we can continue that yeah, and keep, that's fair. keep that, if we keep that home form the way it's going, we're look we're looking at a nailed on top four finish. If we start to, to lose a little bit, then we're then 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 we'll drop off. But if we can keep the top four, keep keep the the home form up, and and nick and wins and and nick and wins against the big teams, then like if, if we were even if we were to come away with two points over the next two games, I'd be fucking delighted because mm. it, it means we've stopped them winning, and we we we've we've stayed within touch and distance and then we, we can concentrate on, on the games ahead that we probably should be winning. But it would not surprise me one bit to be here talking to you on, on Saturday evening about maybe getting four points out of the two games. It also wouldn't surprise me if we got nothing out of the two games. The That's just the way this, this league is absolutely nuts. And you only have to look at the last few results for Manchester City to show you how unpredictable it is. The last few results for Spurs, so unpredictable. Anything could literally happen, but yeah. at the moment, the only team that the only team that benefits from from us beating Manchester City is probably Arsenal tomorrow on Wednesday night. So, well, um, Arsenal and Liverpool play on Tuesday. No, oh, they? is it? Is it Arsenal, Arsenal Liverpool? Liverpool I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, you know me, Paddy. I, uh, me and fixtures are just gone since uh, since I had the uh, second child. Like I was going to come up with a statistic. Arsenal and Luton. Yeah, yeah, and Liverpool. Liverpool play Sheffield United, so you can be nailed on that. There you go. 
it's Man United and Chelsea you're thinking is the big one on on uh, Wednesday. So. Uh, the big one, the, the big one is Man City Aston Villa. Oh, absolutely, the they're, they're, they're the two that are higher up the table playing against each other. <laughs> there's there's two th- there's two things there, Paddy, that you, you you mentioned about. Um, I think that I, I think if I'm not mistaken, I think City are only four points better off on the away. If you were to just take away games, then we are this season. I think I read that statistic today correctly. As I say, my mind is uh, my mind fell out of my brain around three o'clock today, so I'm open to interpretation on that. Not so you said that you you stopped, uh, you, you kind of left it in the past with regards to match of the day and that when I started trying to get rid of uh, uh, Una Emery from the club. I, I kind of left it in the past when I asked uh, Danny Murphy to fight me in any car park of his choice and he didn't even <laughs> respond back to my tweet. Um, so <laughs> that was the time that I, <laughs> that I, I kind of left it all behind me. I said, well, I don't care. I've made my point. Now yeah. I don't care. Um <laughs> And that was a long time ago. If, anybody, if anybody's new to the podcast, that was um, that was an interesting night. Put it this way: I was watching the Villa game, and let's just say I had a few libations, and and uh, I was well lubricated at the time. And uh, and and I woke up the next morning in howls of laughter at a tweet that I had sent Danny Murphy um, in the middle of the night. So uh, <laughs> that was a funny one. <laughs> um. Also, as well, um, you know, there will be a big talking point about it. I would say he'll probably get more screen time than than a lot of our players. But Jack Grealish is going to be uh, out uh, of the game. I Look, as I say, coming back to Villa Park, it's not his first time coming back since he left. But coming back to Villa Park, he's going to be... Um, he, he's going to be uh, he's going to be sitting in the stands, I would imagine. And uh, he's not if, going to be playing if, if he's, he's there. there. But... But one of the biggest things, like their team this year has really relied on that left-hand side between Grealish and, and Jeremy Doku when um, when they came, when they've kind of rotated the two of those guys around and neither of them are going to be there there um, yeah. on Wednesday night. And that's We don't know for sure yet on Doku, do we? I would be blown away if Doku was fit. Well, I would I, be blown be very, away. The way he came off. Yeah, if someone's holding their hamstring like that, I'd be very surprised in a three-day turnaround that they'd, they'd even risk him being on the bench, to be honest. Um, but that's 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 more me hoping. Footballers are very unpredictable, the way they, they hold on to strains and stuff like that, and you just don't know how really bad it is or what it is. Um, we saw one of the Bomber players get a, a, a kick in the in the stones at the weekend and then held his hip on his face. <laughs> so, you, you know what I mean? It's just football, no, it's footballers are... Footballers are weird, but I, yeah, I do. I do think it was definitely a, a, some kind of pull there, and it would be mad for him to be there on Wednesday night. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps—you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I think I think so too. It's um, But look, it does open up that. And that's why I spoke about the likes of maybe a Sergio Gomez comes in and introduce Like, Villa are just the team the players introduced themselves. Sorry, old Villa were, te- were the team. The uh, players used to come and introduce themselves. As I say, I do have, I probably have one of the biggest cases of uh, Federico Makeda-itis um, <laughs> of any Aston Villa fan. And whenever I see young players or players down on their luck or players who haven't got a real uh, shot uh, at, at the first team starting out of the blue or within an injury crisis, uh, that's the one time where I become, ira- become very ira- irrational and my positivity wanes towards uh, what that person is, will or won't do um, when it's on the opposition team. But, uh, you know, that the time is coming for that to happen with Aston Villa as well. I think I suppose it did happen in a lot of ways. Last year, Bertrand Troy comes back. He was completely out of the picture, you know, loaned out, comes back, and then he scores that 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 brilliant goal against Leicester. And um, then was it against Forrest as well? He got one uh, against Forrest, I think. Um, and and, and there too, like that goal against Leicester got us into Europe. Because that game, we had no right. We were doing nothing in that game. We were as lackluster as we were last season. So he's been, he was one of the players, I think, that, that we can point to from our side that came out of nowhere. And as you said, we're fully fit. So, you know, another uh, minutes in the tank for the likes of Jacob Ramsey last weekend, Alex Moreno as well. I yeah. think we will be much changed, Paddy. I think, and for, well, from the point of view of, I think we might see one of those two start at the weekend. Like Zaniolo has been a massive conversation point. We spoke about him before it had before the game. It hasn't really happened um, yeah. for him at Villa. We said that it was it was probably a game for him to get something going. You can see he's running around the field, but when the ball comes to him, and I and like he seems to be really inside his own head at the moment, and. With Jacob Ramsey back now, I think it is time to really kind of take your time with Zaniolo. There's no need yeah. to force it. There's no need to rush it with him and uh, build up his confidence behind the scenes like like Una Emery has done with Leon Bailey. So I don't expect Zaniolo to play uh, against Man City. I, I would but, um, be very surprised if we don't see Jacob Ramsey start for what he offers yeah, defense, as well as ball carrying ability. So for, for me, I think it'll be Moreno will start just because of what he, what he gives us going forward. Don't get me wrong, Luca Dean has been fantastic as well. They both they both serve their purpose. Uh, Luca Dean has been a great servant this season. He's been one of the best players we've had, even as an attacking outlet. But I do believe, yeah, I don't I don't think we'll see Zaniolo. Um, definitely not. And I really hope it's Jacob Ramsey because he just offers us that something different. And as I said, defensively, he's much better than anything we can put in that position. Yeah, uh, and I think he's. I think he will get a start. I, I definitely do. Um, I do know that Diaby comes straight back into the team either, Paddy. You know, I think uh, Leon Bailey, we're back at home again. Does he start Leon Bailey? Does he bring him off the bench? Maybe he's trying that kind of tactic with Diaby. Obviously, Diaby comes off the bench and gets the assist for, for Watkins at the weekend. So that's going to be interesting. So it will be an interesting team sheet tantrum on, on uh, Wednesday. Also, who plays right back? Is is a question on everybody's lips? Um, I, think, I don't. Think it, uh, I don't think it's a question anymore. I think. I think. I think it, it'll def. Maddie Cash will play, regardless of whether we play two centre halves or three centre halves. Maddie Cash plays for me. I don't know. I don't know, Paddy. I don't know. Um, 
I'm we'll completely, see. I'm completely down on 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 on, uh, on Konza playing there, and, and and as I said many times, Konza has been one of the players of the season as well. I just want to see him play in his natural position, and not to disrupt us as much as we did at the weekend. And look, Maddie Maddie Cash has had his had his break. Um, he, what did he play about twenty minutes of the? Not even, I'd say, of 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 the weekend. So he'll be chomping at the bit to get out there on 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 Wednesday night. I'm sure. So. Um, yeah, I just I just can't see any way that he he, he doesn't play Matty Cash, and he could he could start Cash and Dean and and bring Moreno in to do to do that late job. Considering that Luca Dean was stood down at the weekend, that mm-hmm. could possibly be the case. So if he's managing minutes, that could be what's uh, what's in his mind. So we'll just see. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting anyway, and we will be back with the team sheet tantrum on Wednesday at. Then we're doing the maths, or in 10 minutes, five, five past, past seven, seven. <laughs> five past seven Irish time. Um, yeah, and then it'll be a late post match podcast then as well. About um, what about 10 past 10? Uh, but sure, you're all used to that, you're all used to that with us anyway. All, all I can tell you is I can't make it, so you'll be on your own for both of them. Okay, round two name something that's not boring. A laundry, oh, a book club, computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's, that's news to me now. Usually we at least have a whisper of that beforehand. <laughs> Uh, but that's fine. Uh, that's I did fine. Tell you, but you weren't listening. Oh, <laughs> uh, you did tell me. You did tell me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're sure going to be working, actually. Yeah. So you you won't make it. So that's exactly. You did. You mentioned in the bloody podcast, Stephen. I'll tell you. I told you my brain fell out of my head around three o'clock today, and I make no uh, make no apologies for it. Paddy, I've got messages. You've got messages. The podcast has got messages. The uh, on, on two previous streams that we did, people asked were asking because then because of you obviously being at the Leggy game, people were just asking about what it was like in for your first hand uh I suppose opinion of being there at the game. And I know it's it's some time has passed now, it's nearly a week on, but uh, you know, so many people have messaged me and so many people have messaged you. Might as well yeah. might as well hear what it was like, Paddy. Yeah, it was it was pro- look in in recent years this this is the strangest I've ever felt at a game. And I suppose, you know, go, going going from having a good few beers with, with with good friends into the stadium, and and walking by guys at the whole end wearing balaclavas, and trying hoping that my son doesn't see what's going on here, but of course he did see what was going on. I just thought it was really really weird going in. And of course, we we got into the stadium and nice and early. We, we got a we got a bit of, of food on board, and arrived into our seats in good time. It, it was obviously my, my son's first uh, European game, so he was really looking forward to it. And then, strange to look across at the 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 end of the Doug Ellis stand and just see all those empty seats. And I was wondering, was this some kind of protest that? You know, where where they sitting out in the concourse just protesting because of who didn't get tickets mm. and who did get tickets and whatever. And then, you know, it got to the lineup and they were shaking hands and there was still nobody in the stadium. 
And then someone said, oh, no, 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 the, it's the bottom of the North Stand that they got, which was wrong as well. So the match kicked off. We scored and everyone in the bottom of the North Stand was cheering. <laughs> so I was like, no, sure. I saw them cordoning this off earlier in the day. It was definitely, it was definitely supposed to be there. So I won it up. We get the notification that they, that they're not allowing any away fans into the stadium. And my initial thought was surely the best thing to do. Now, bear in mind that I didn't know the extent of what was happening outside. Surely the best thing to do was to funnel them in hem them in there and surround them and keep them there for two hours after the game and ensure the safety of everybody inside. So I spent the rest of the 90 minutes worrying to what was going on outside the stadium. And, you know, in that time, I saw the mayonnaise bottles coming over the wall at the whole end. And that that in itself, while it was funny to look back on afterwards, that in itself just brings back memories of the 90s like I, I was at uh, Atletico Madrid away in the 90s and I was hit really hard by police with batons for, for standing on a line that I was supposed to be standing inside they were just looking for any excuse to hit people so I remember what the bad days were like and you know mo- a, lot of, a lot of people aren't as old as me and wouldn't remember that and didn't feel it and I, I don't think my son felt the, the way I felt but I, I just felt really really worried about what we were facing when we come out onto the street and i will say that you know hats off to west midlands police because they did an amazing job they not not only did they manage to get them back into town there was nobody around the stadium there was absolutely nothing to worry about we were back in, we were back in the aston inn in in 10 15 minutes um and I, I, I was I was so delighted to come out and not have to look at running battles on the street and go back to the dark old days. But it became apparent later on when, when we were um we met a few Polish people later on in, at night when we, we went into town and yeah, our, our good friend Ronan came with us and Ronan went back to his hotel and we were going to our hotel and me me and my son went to get something to eat. And we met a good few of them and they were embarrassed. They were embarrassed at what their fans had done and the trouble that was caused and then then they started to blame the club and it, it became apparent then that the club didn't give give anybody any tickets so they, they, they were all marching towards the stadium waiting on their phones to ping with their tickets on it which which obviously never happened and all, all they were doing was apologizing and i was going she don't need to apologize to me you know i didn't even tell them mm. i was a villa fan i was just talking to them about the football and uh, I never said I was a Villa fan. They were just chatting to me. Oh, you're Irish, blah, blah, blah. Um, all very good English. But like, I felt, I felt really sorry for one guy who more or less told me that he had spent nearly a month's wages on this trip that he was going on to to have to put up with that. And and look, it, it's blatantly obvious the club are at fault. And it's also blatantly obvious that they have a hardcore element, which there really is no place in football for anymore. Um, but thankfully, and when I say thankfully, I realised that some of the West Midlands police force did get injured in in, in what ensued. There was forty odd people arrested. Um, but thankfully, I, I like with, with what we were hearing and what people were messaging us and sending us videos. I was expecting carnage outside the stadium when we got mm. out there. So thankfully, we got in early. We didn't see too much of it, but. It makes you wonder when someone's coming to a, a a football match in a balaclava what what their intentions are. So yeah. that's that's the that's the worrying part. But 
must say the Polish people that we met before the match, there were actually Polish people staying in the Aston Inn. Um, I don't think they were fully prepared for that, but in fairness, there was police officers in the Aston Inn because they knew they were there. They were apologetic after the match. The people we met later on were apologetic after the match and a couple of people we met in the airport were all apologetic. They were absolutely dumbstruck at what had gone on. So, look, I... I I'm. I, I was just happy to get out of there and and not not have to worry about getting my son into a safe place, because you know when you step outside Villa Park after a night match and it's it's lovely and bright inside under the lights and it's amazing atmosphere and then you go out and you feel the cold and the dark <laughs> winter's night and it's, yeah. it's it, it feels you know you've got you've got the backdrop of Aston Park there as well and you're you're wondering are they all up there in the park waiting to make a run at us and all this kind of stuff and everybody felt the same that's that's you know, when we left, I think everybody felt the same. And I just, once again, West Midlands police and Stuart Bladen and his, and his crew did an absolutely amazing job to keep everybody away. And, uh, yeah. And, and look to those, to those, I, ha I have to keep saying it, the, 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 God, the honest to God football fan that came from Poland to watch that match. I feel sorry for them because they lost, they lost everything. They lost the match. They didn't get to see it. They spent a good bit of money, you know, with, with in a country that doesn't have a huge, wouldn't have the disposable income of 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 Western Europe, I suppose would be the best way to put it. Still a developing country, um, to have to put up with what their club did to them with the tickets, I thought was embarrassing, um, for the club and uh, and for them, it hurts me to say it, but I think the only way forward is a European ban for the club, not for the country, but for the club. I think it's the only way they're going to learn if they get away with this. With the extent of the, of of the arrests that were made, they'll just do it again and again and again. And and look, it's the second time this season they've done it. They did it in Leicester a few years ago, um, and and hopefully nobody will ever have to sit in the stand. And, and it was unprecedented for them to, to to lock people outside the stadium. I don't think yeah. that's happened ever. So it took balls to make that decision. Um, and look, I'm, I'm I'm so I'm full of admiration. I went full circle from from worrying about what was out there and thinking they've made a fuck up here. They should have let them in and and kept them in there. And and then to see see what way it, it, it finished out. I, uh, all I can do is put my hands up and say that they got it absolutely spot on. And I think they did leave them outside. I think the reason they did that was because up to like six fifteen. No one got confirmation that Legia were even going to take any of their tickets. They made, apparently, this is what it is, that they made the decision at 6.15. The game is kicking off at 8 o'clock. You know, I think it's a case of, uh, at that stage, it was like, you know, it was a call your bluff situation and Villa just went, right, bluff, we call your bluff now and, and see what happens. And Look, mm. you'll all come out in the wash. UEFA will be, will be forced to make a decision on this one way or another. Um, and we wait with bated breath to see what what yeah. that is. Um, well, for, well, sure. for every for every football true football fan in Europe, the the only thing they can do is ban them, and and that's unfortunate for their true football fans. I just can't see any other way this is going to be resolved. It it if they don't do it, this is what the third strike. I'm sure I'm sure there's been more, um, that we didn't hear about, but high profile ones against Leicester where they wrecked the place, um, what we saw against Alkmaar earlier in the season, and now this. Something something is rotten at the club with the rotten element of fans, and there's obviously a rotten element on the board making the decisions to leave them in that situation. So the the ban is the only way out for me. 
But the most important thing is that very few people were injured, and I, I uh, obviously commend everybody to put themselves put themselves in danger to make sure that no Villa fans were in danger. Yeah, and uh, move on from it. I think no, like one of the biggest things that uh, I suppose with regards to Legia as well that isn't going to go in their favour when UEFA do look at it is. They've got a player that's up in court in Alkmaar in, in early January um, yeah. for, for you know, getting into an argument with uh, an Alkmaar official. And there's a, look, so it's, um, there's quite a lot. It's not just going to be the Villa thing. And I don't, I you know, it's, it's, look, unfortunately, sometimes stuff like this happens, but it's just, I think, that the fact that it's just been ongoing, you know, for, for a couple of seasons now. But there will be... Um, there will be repercussions for it and we, we wait to see what those are and when they mm-hmm. do come down um, but yeah and you're safe and sound anyway, which is the main thing so yeah. I think- and I look we met, we met uh, Rob Warner who we've had on the show a few oh, yeah. times and he had his little girl with him and all I kept thinking was that little girl's in the Doug Ellis stand what's, what's going on underneath that Doug Ellis stand and it's just it, it just left me numb for 90 minutes with worry about what was going to happen afterwards and I have to say, for the first after we scored the first goal, I was looking around the stadium at at people's reactions and looking at of like no matter where you go, you get away fans in the home end. I've done it myself. I've done it myself on numerous times, and it was and it was quite obvious that people were on edge. And if anybody looked dodgy, they were pointing them out and getting. And the stewards were acting quickly to get them out of there as well, which was great. Um, but then it's a. Uh, it's unfortunate because the, we've we've got a, a a a big sprinkling of Polish Villa fans as well who who were at the the match on uh, on Thursday night and I'm, I'm sure they felt really let down by their compatriots as well. Um, I spoke to one on the phone who is a season ticket holder. Well, did he use a season ticket or he has a season ticket? I don't know, but he he goes three or four times a month. Like he's he's a he's a super fan from from uh, Poznan. And he was really, really let down by his his comrades, as he called them. Um, and but I, I think I think we've we've got everything is out in the open. I thought our club handled themselves very well. They gave out all the information and the timeline of of, of all that happened, from offering them the tickets on November the third on the police recommendation, to right up to what happened on the day. Everything was handled perfectly. Yeah. Um, as I say, look, uh, hopefully we won't see scenes like that at Villa Park again ever. I was going to say for a long, long time, but ever that would be nice. Um, well, I, I, nobody wants it. As I said, I, I experienced it back in the nineties. It was it wasn't only on on European trips. I, I I've seen heavy handedness at away matches in the nineties, and and I would absolutely hate if we went back to anything like that. And you know, the police, the, our, our police have commended people all over we, we, we've been in Alkmaar we've been in we've been in Poland and we've been told that our, our behavior was impeccable and um, we were they even went out of their way to say we were impeccably behaved at the weekend as well I saw the, the West Midlands police tweet that come out because obviously they travel with the with the away fans as well so look we've covered ourselves in glory I hope there isn't an element that would ever consider turning like that in, in our club because these things need to be left in the past. This is this is this is our release is is watching our brilliant team playing football, not watching our fans kicking the shit out of each other. That's that's not where we want to get back to. Absolutely, for sure. And we won't see scenes like that 
against mm. City on Wednesday night. Um, I, I, also feel, I also feel very sorry for the, the, the sprinkling that took it upon themselves to uh, go across town and watch the blue half of uh, Birmingham play on Saturday. <laughs> as if they, Look, as if they have the it on. They can't, blame, they can't blame Aston Villa for that. You know, yeah. they can't blame Villa for that. I'm only, I'm only joking, but you, you get my point. I'm just having, just having the crack. Yeah. Um, that's going to do it, I think, for tonight. We're going to end it on that because, as I say, um, we, we will be back with a team sheet tantrum. Well, I will be back with a team sheet tantrum on Wednesday night. And uh, I'm looking forward to the game as well. As I say, I'm looking forward to um, no scenes like we saw the previous uh, Thursday night. So, um Join us again for the Team Sheet Tantrum on Wednesday as we look forward to, to the Man City game. And we will be back with a post-match podcast uh, as well on that day. And thanks ever so much to everybody for watching and for listening. So on that, before I fall asleep, nothing to do with Paddy's story. It was actually quite engaging. But as I said, I'm fit for the bed now. Um, so I'm going to leave everybody do the same if that is what you're so inclined to do at 13 minutes past 10 on a Monday night. But thanks a million for watching. And in the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy. And all that's left to say is up the villa. Up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network.